today with me, I have my friend Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Kim. So glad you are here with us. Thanks okay, for so having Sharon me. makes me laugh a lot. I'm going to try not to giggle through this whole entire <laughs> podcast. That, that's my goal. Try and sound sort of professional. <laughs> and I'm going to try not to swear. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we both have goals. We will yes. evaluate at the end and see how we do. <laughs> so I invited Sharon to come on the podcast. Sharon is a repeat podcast guest. Maybe my first repeat podcast <gasps> guest. Actually, I think. I think that's I'm true. I'm honored. I think that's true. Because one day I was watching Sharon do a fart time. Sharon, tell people what fart time is. Okay. So fart time is stands for Food Review Thursday, which is <laughs> F-R-T, which just happens to spell out fart and give, you know, a 34-year-old woman the chance to just say fart all the time. A lot. As as Thank <laughs> you for kind of enjoying my fart. Fart yeah. with me again next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will fully milk it as much as I can. Yes. And so Sharon reviews various food products for taste and nutrition. And, and it's very interesting. I, I enjoy it every Thursday um, on her Instagram. And this one particular Thursday, she was reviewing a product called F-Bomb Nut Butter. And it tell, can, do you remember exactly what it said, Sharon, on the package? I, think I remember a, if you don't. I, did it say like fat is fuel or fat for fuel, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Fat is smart fuel. Oh. Take a shot of this for energy. Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> Right. And, and she was like, now, come on. Did they, do they know anything about nutrition? And we'll talk about why, why that's such a, like a, a ridiculous thing to say. But the same day she had done that right around that time, a client of mine had had this big moment with a protein bar where she realized her protein, and I'm putting that in air quotes, which you cannot see because this is a podcast. <laughs> I can see it. She wrong sees my, my, my air quotes. Her protein bar actually had very little protein. And she was like, that is such a lie. All this time I thought this was a protein bar. And so I thought it would be a really great subject for us to talk about food marketing and how we get tricked and how to not get tricked and what to actually look for. So let's just start with this, this F-bomb uh, ridiculousness. Why, sure. is, why is that silly? Um, first of all, we, our bodies like to use glucose as our primary source of fuel. So if we want a quick source of energy, it's not going to be fat. Now, the exception is people who are already in ketosis. So their body has switched from using glucose as a primary source of fuel to fat. So that might apply to them. But of course, most of us are not in ketosis. So where they get this from, it's, it, I don't know, but it's very catchy. And of course, when you're browsing the aisles and you're like, oh, I'm so tired, I need energy. And then it's like, that is a smart source of energy. Like, okay, sure. And it's, it's peanut butter. So yum. it's delicious. It was, yeah. So tell people who don't know, where do they get glucose? If it's not in fat, where are they getting that? From carbohydrates. Okay. Yeah. There you go, guys. That's what you should be looking for. Um, if you're looking for quick energy, don't mm -hmm. be looking at your peanut butter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some nutrition buzzwords, some marketing tactics that you see out there. Sharon, throw one out there for us. Um, heart healthy. Okay. So Everywhere. Right. You see, and that's actually a term that the companies pay for. So they pay the... I don't know if it's, a, I think it's the American Heart Association to use the term heart healthy. So like Cheerios really? will have heart healthy because it uses a whole grain, but it's, it's not even really, it's, it's so processed that you're not getting the benefit of a whole grain. Part of what the benefit is, is that it slowly absorbs into your bloodstream. So it's a, it's a, not a, 
when we think of whole grain, we think of like, let's say Ezekiel bread, right? It's not something that's been processed into a very fine powder. Once it's processed into a very fine powder, it just kind of dissolves very quickly. It turns into sugar, like, well, I mean, it is sugar, but it enters your bloodstream as sugar very quickly and right away. And it, it doesn't do much for us in terms of consistent, good energy. It, it basically turns a whole grain into a simple carb. And you're saying that anybody who would like to get the word heart healthy on their product can apply to the, the heart association and then they get that seal of approval? And they well, have to pay for it? I mean, the re- yeah, they pay for it, but the requirements are very, it's like they can use a whole grain. It doesn't matter how they process that whole grain. Got it. Yeah. So it might not necessarily be super healthy for your heart. It just has to have some whole grain in it. Exactly. Interesting. It's ridiculous. Like I wouldn't, if somebody had, was worried about their heart, I wouldn't tell them go eat Cheerios. <laughs> you know, like I'd say go eat oatmeal, you know, have some plain oatmeal, mix in whatever mixings, but don't, I don't know. Yes, yeah. you should eat a bowl of Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> that would be your sign to your nutritionist. Exactly. <laughs> Paid by the American Heart Association. Although I have to tell you, I think Cheerios are delicious. Oh, I think all cereals. Delicious. They cereals, are. I could, I could take down a whole box of cereal. So <laughs> I know, I'm very careful around cereal and I know that you are too. Yeah, I am. And Cheerios, even though they look pretty like, a, that's not going to be exciting. Dang, I love them. They're exciting. They are. <laughs> they, they are. We're promoting and, Cheerios now. <laughs> and we're officially old. We like Cheerios. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So heart healthy. Oh, so you were talking about whole grain. So mm-hmm. if you see the word whole grain on a product, what yeah. does that mean? And what should you look, what should you be looking for instead? I mean, it means it started out as a whole grain, likely. Sometimes it really does use the whole grain, meaning it's not processed into a fine powder. So you want to see it visually too. Like if it's, um, if you don't see the grain, you don't see the seeds, it's mm-hmm. not happening. It's not really. It's just a okay. marketing term. Exactly. Just a marketing term. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about multigrain? Does that mean anything? <sighs> not necessarily. Like multigrain bread, right? Like the, you could find bread with actual, you see the seeds and you see the grains kind of, it's not this like very fine process, delicious, squishy, you know, <laughs> refined. That's, that's how I like my bread. <laughs> I know. That's how everybody likes their bread. Uh, yeah. That's also like a confusing or like multigrain crackers. Like no, that doesn't necessarily can not necessarily. any benefit. No. There's a lot of words out there like that that really mean nothing. A lot. And we've only scratched. That's like one yeah. term. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah. So give us some more. What's on your list? <sighs> okay. Well, so I've come across a few products. I think the Lenny and Larry's cookie was one of them, or as I like to say, Benny and Berries, because that's <laughs> their real name. <laughs> Are they, is it really? Yes. That's, I was, I was so hung up on that point because it bothered me that they changed their name. It's, it's Benny and Barry. It's not Lenny and Larry. Well, why did they change it? Why because is Lenny and Larry better than Benny and Barry? Because they thought it sounded better. Oh. Yeah. So from the beginning, they were all about making themselves sound good. Um, and, and on the back, there's like a list of no's and, you know, it's like no gluten, no dairy, no soy, no nuts, non-GMO, paleo friendly, blah, 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 vegan certified, like cholesterol free, no trans fats. It's like, stop telling us what's not in it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't like, just because I don't kill someone, <laughs> I'm a good person. Like I'm not interested in what it's not. I'm interested I am not in what it is. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. So I, I think when that is also like a big red flag, when you see a package with like eight lists of like, no, 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 no. It's like, hmm, why are they trying so hard? Yeah. Why are they trying so hard? It's, it's pure marketing. And also like a lot of the products, they'll use subliminal messages. Like I reviewed um, the Way Less Cookie and the Perfect Bar. Yeah. That's also a huge red flag to me because yeah. like, you're trying so hard to convince me that this right. is- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. So the name is important. Um, let's see what else, what other marketing. Um, you know, if you see like low carb, high fiber, high protein, like those are all buzzwords. So protein, they've caught on that protein is kind of like the it girl right now. It is. It's on everything. It's on everything. So listeners, as you're walking through the grocery store, I just want you to notice how many products say the word protein and surprising products. <laughs> Like yeah. thinking that doesn't have that much protein in it. Well, I I actually got into a little bit of an Instagram fight. Um, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it was exciting. Um, <laughs> so I did a fart on protein popcorn, and I missed that one. Oh yeah, it was it was by oh, some like they make products that they sell at, like GNC or like muscle stores. You know, it's. It was popcorn. It was supposedly high protein and it was 270 calories and there were 10 grams of protein in it. And it was so sweet. They added so mm. much sugar to it. And it was, I could have eaten easily like three times the serving because the serving was tiny. And I said, listen, like it's really only like four to six grams more of protein than if you just had regular popcorn for that amount. So like, yeah. it's not worth all the sugar and the fact that it's probably going to be hard to stop eating. And one of the reps, like I guess who sells it or distributes it or markets it, he, he uh, commented, um, what did he say? He said, oh, you know, this is meant to be enjoyed in moderation. And I'm like, that's BS. Because yeah. that's what all those, like the fast food companies say, and the ones who have food scientists engineering how to make foods hyper palatable. Right. So, so they figure out what's really hard for us to resist. And then they tell us, but enjoy it in moderation. Like it's on you. Like if it's, you can't stop yeah. eating, it's your fault. It's not ours. And that makes me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so they engineer it to make you not want to stop eating it. And exactly. Calories per, per protein are crazy anyway. Right. We're supposed to take their ridiculously small serving. Yes. And stop there. Exactly. Like it's our willpower problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good point. And so what I really want people to realize about stuff like that is, guys, you don't have to get your protein from popcorn. You could have yeah. some popcorn as part of your day and get yeah. a little bit of trace protein in there, right? but don't look to popcorn to be a protein source, right? So eat some popcorn. You can have quite a bit of popcorn to yes. fill you up, right? That's yes. not 270 calories for no. a serving. No. And then just get some protein from like an actual protein source, you know? Yeah. And, and like, what is a good protein ratio? So that's something that I also break down or I try to yeah. break down in some of What's your opinion of that? So my, and my opinion and the way that I, when I make food choices, how I look at it is I break it down per hundred calories. So how many grams of protein am I getting per hundred calories? Now, if it's a 
quote unquote, a protein food, meaning I'm eating it as a source of protein and not a carbohydrate, that I'm looking at 10 to 20 grams makes me happy. Yeah. Anything less than 10 grams, I kind of ask myself, is this like really like if I'm trying to get my protein in, is this really the best choice? I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I just did this big review of protein bars. And that's what I said. If you, I said 200 calories, 20 grams of protein, that's kind of the standard for me. Like some, it doesn't have to be exact, but somewhere right around there. But so many bars are like 250 calories and it's 10 grams of protein or eight grams of protein. And for me, it's just, and it's not that good. Like they're not that good. They could be good if, if they gave me the enough protein, I'd be like, all right, that might be worth it for me. But the, the, the problem is most people don't realize what a good protein per calorie ratio is to make an educated decision of like, hey, I'll just have two cookies and some chicken breast. Like I'll have my lunch with chicken right. breast and then yep. have two cookies to get my chocolate in. That's what I do. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Whereas we feel like we need all this like protein product that's not actually protein. Exactly. And then the problem with some of these products with, you know, quote unquote protein is that they're so small. Like they don't, yeah. right? Like the protein bars. I mean, how much space are they really taking in your stomach? So when I, it, when I reviewed the perfect, was the perfect bar one of the bars that you reviewed? It was not. Okay. No. Cause it's not really a protein bar. Okay. <laughs> they, they want to be one, but they're not. They want to. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 320 calories or something. And it was, I think about 15 grams of protein. Oh yeah. That's not good. And it's like, you know, this little, and it was delicious. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's almost the problem is like, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had clients, I've just one this week tell me that she has to stop keeping protein bars in her house because she really likes them and they've become a trigger food for her. So it's like having a bag of cookies. She's like, yeah. I'll just have another protein bar. Right. You know, at 250 calories per pop, wow. that's a big deal. Yeah. It's almost worse because you're justifying it to yourself. Yeah. You're saying, like, oh, oh, but I'm eating, protein. I'm having protein. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, I've been there and I've done it. Um, yeah. I got into a really bad habit last fall. I was super busy and I went from eating one Quest bar a day to eating mm. two Quest bars a day. And then let me tell you, there were a couple times when I ate three Quest bars a day. What? That like ripped up my insides. Nobody wanted to. I was going to say, I was going to say, how yeah. did anyone survive around you? Because it was not good. one of them rips up my insides and we should talk about fiber too, because that's another yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the things protein bars can really get you that way. All right. So talk to me about fiber. What should people be looking for on a label with fiber? What should they be concerned about? Like what? So, so fiber, so now protein's the it girl before fiber was the it girl and companies got really smart about trying to figure out how to add more fiber. Um, there's a difference between fiber that we find in fruits and vegetables and whole grains and the fiber that they're putting into these bars in order to decrease the carb amount. So you'll see like net carbs on a lot of it because they know that people are looking for a lower carb, but they need to bulk this bar up. So they use these filler fibers, these kind of like man-made fibers. And a lot of them, um, I mean, they're derived from natural sources like inulin. That's one that if you have any bloating problems at all, look for inulin or chicory root. They're basically the same on the label because it is one of the worst offenders for causing gas. Okay. Inulin and chicory root. Yes. And like right now, a diet that's extremely popular is the F-factor diet. Yes. 
very popular. And I've had a bunch of clients ask me, so what do you think of the protein powder? And I say, okay, well, tell me like what's in it. And they list it to me. And I think it's something like 20 grams of fiber for like a scoop of protein powder. And I'm like, why? You know, it's it's taking something and almost taking it too far. Like, is that really good for our insides to overload ourselves with this like man-made filler fiber? Tell us what's a good amount of fiber to have in a day? How many Um, grams? So the recommendation is like 25 grams of fiber. That's kind of the minimum. So if you're getting 20 from this protein. Yeah. I mean, you're easily like people on the F factor diet can easily hit like 80 grams of protein. I mean, sorry, of fiber fiber in a day. And that to me is just wholly unnecessary. Now I do think 30 to 40 grams is a better target than 25 grams. Okay. Um, But you really don't need to be much above that. Okay. And, and these filler fibers, they haven't actually, the, the science, because I was so curious, I actually did look at data for it and there's no evidence that they help with satiety at all. So the we don't even- fibers, like the inulin and the chicory root yeah, and all of that. They're, yeah. You're, you're not seeing data that they help with keeping us full. No. No. Okay. There was a very interesting article in Nutrition Action newsletter, which is probably my favorite newsletter. If anyone wants a good source that they can subscribe to cheaply, that will just give them like, uh, un- I would, I think they're unbiased. I mean, they have no advertisements or anything. It's like a, this very thin newsletter that you get okay. once um, every so often. That's a good one. And they had a whole big article about it and it was fascinating. Interesting. And so when people are seeing on, um, whatever kind of product, like yeah. net carbs. Yeah. Um, should they then be looking to see if there's chicory root and inulin and those kinds of things in it? Is that typically the kind of products that are, are going to, is that how they change the ratio of carbs? Yeah. I mean, inulin chicory root is just one. There's, there's a, a bunch of man-made fibers and I, I'm blanking right now on the names of okay. them. So, uh, but they can't. I mean, even yogurt has chicory root and inulin. Really? In it. Yeah. And it's not even to increase the fiber necessarily. It's, it's, a, it's a bulker. It bulks up the product. Okay. Yeah. Is that a cost-saving thing then? I think so. Okay. I don't know why else they would use it. What else can we put in here? To make this? <laughs> what, what else can we stick in here? <laughs> inulin, chicory root. No, abs- absolutely. So fiber is good for sure, but when you see a man-made fiber, it's because they want to be able to put on the package high fiber and that gets you interested. Yes. Yes. Because people know enough to be like, oh wait, that's, that's good for me. Right. Exactly. And so, okay. So where should people look to get their fiber then? If it's not from man-made products, where should people like, if they're like, I would like to have more fiber in my diet. All right. Well, I'm going to sound very boring right now because- (laughs) It's the obvious, you know, it's the fruits, it's the vegetables, it's, it's real complex carbohydrates like Ezekiel bread and Wasta crackers and, um, you know, grains like quinoa and you know, vegetables like sweet potato too. I mean that I could think of as a starch, but it's a vegetable mm-hmm. starch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nuts. It's beans. It's, it's not bars. Okay. Yeah. So it it comes back to what we're always talking about, which is look for like real whole foods, like look for the stuff that like doesn't come in packages. Right. 
right? Like exactly. When- I so want to be able to give you a shortcut. I really do. Like if, if, if there was a shortcut, I'd be the first person to embrace it because I am Me so lazy. Too. Yeah, <laughs> so lazy. But unfortunately, there isn't. And food, you know, these companies rely on this food marketing to, they, they don't care about you. They care about you buying the product. So yeah. you have to educate yourself. You have to get smart. You have to, you have to be smarter than them. Isn't it interesting that in this area of our lives, I think we expect companies to be virtuous, right? Yes. We, ex- we, we do. And maybe in other areas, we don't. Like we're more like wary consumers. But when it comes to food, we see like a brown box and fiber or whatever the buzzword is. And we yeah. just take it at face value of like, well, here we go. Like this is healthy for me. Like why would they say that if it wasn't true? Exactly. <laughs> like if it wasn't good for me, why would they be pretending? Right. Because yeah. they want your money. <laughs> yes, it does come down to money. I mean, I know I sound like, you know, all, but but it's true. It does. It, it comes down to money. And you have to even be more careful sometimes with the quote unquote like health healthy companies who yeah. have like a very like Naturey look on the package and say all natural. Oh yeah, all natural. That's another natural. big. Yes. What, like okay, what does nothing. that actually mean? Nothing. It just means nothing. I mean, there's really like they can all say all natural on them. I mean, yeah, if, they wouldn't if there was like a man-made um, additive in it. But still, they can use quote unquote natural flavors. What is that? We don't really yeah. know. Um, there, so you really have to just look at the ingredient list. If it says all natural, that doesn't mean anything at all. It's right. Exactly. And then the other thing is they, the sugars. So a lot of companies know that you're looking at sugar and you don't want to see sugar in the ingredient list. So they actually put kind of like sugar disguised in it. Mm -hmm. So they'll put like brown rice syrup and then maybe like two or three ingredients later, you'll see like honey and then like two or three, like they spread it out so that you're not seeing sugar as the second, first or second ingredient, but it's still in there. It's still in there. They're just using other terms for it. Exactly. Cause I think there's like 60 different sugars you know, Ooh, I'm many, air quoting how, how many can you name oh, can no. we play a game how many sugars does Sharon know <laughs> there's like maltodextrose I mean there's like all these weird like troses you know if there's like an os yeah. at the end of it like os always means sugar yeah, yes. yeah so if you see O-S-E at the end yeah. it's sugar guys yeah and I'm not trying to scare you off of sugar but I think the danger is when it's not a bad thing to reduce sugar and we think we're trying to reduce our sugars and then we're taking it in all these quote, you know, these keep doing air quotes and nobody can see (laughs) (laughs) these natural sugars that, that, because they know, they know that we are getting smarter. And so they're just trying to get more trickier. And honestly, for fat loss, sugar versus not sugar isn't the key thing anyway. And so people will tell me like, how much sugar should I be looking to get or not get? And so my advice is always, hit your protein target, hit your calorie target and stick with mostly whole minimally processed food for the most part, 80 to 90% of the time. And then don't count sugar. Like just don't have it be the main part of your diet and it's all good. Um, And don't look, don't look for these products trying to sell you on the fact that they don't have a lot of sugar. Pick things that you know, aren't going to have a lot of added sugar, like get an apple because it's, you know, 
it's an apple, right? There's right. sugar in it, but you're cool with it. You know, it's an apple, right? Don't get exactly. a cookie that says it's low sugar. <laughs> right. Also, the, a lot of the low sugar marketing claims, they use sugar alcohols. Like erythritol yeah. is a huge one right now. Like you see erythritol in a yeah. lot of foods. And as far as sugar alcohols, it probably has the least effect on your GI tract. So it's not like the sorbitol. Remember when sorbitol came out yeah. and everyone was like rushing to have sorbitol and then everyone was just spending hours on the toilet? <laughs> like it's not as bad, but I'm, I mean, I'm still sensitive to erythritol, so I try mm -hmm. to avoid it. But when I see stevia or monk fruit, I kind of like that more, but it's usually not the main sugar thing. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if you're doing, if you're eating 80 to 90% of your diet, it's coming from whole foods and you really don't have to worry yeah. about the sugar in the, you know. 10% of the foods that you're eating that aren't. Yeah. Just processed. have whatever kind of cookie you want yeah, don't, yeah. Don't for a healthy cookie. Cause they just really don't, they just don't exist. Like mm -mm. stuff that they're changing around, like yeah. just eat whatever kind of cookie you want. Just don't eat mostly cookies. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, I know. That's I kind know. of how I feel about that. All yeah. right. So tell us some more buzzwords. Oh, um, oh, made with real vegetables. <laughs> I've never seen that one. What does that oh, mean? Oh, so like fake vegetables? Well, <laughs> that's I never thought of it like that. Um, <laughs> but like I I I I farted. See, this is me trying to use it. <laughs> I will try. I will milk it. So I farted these garden veggie delight muffin things okay. that, from the freezer and it said made with real vegetables. Okay. And then I looked at the ingredients and it had a bunch of vegetable powders in it. it wasn't anywhere near the uh, first few ingredients, but it was there. Okay. And those are just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. they, they add trivial, like minimal value in terms of nutrients. They do add color. So it kind of looks like, oh, there are vegetables in here. Yeah. It is not the same as eating vegetables. It's not even close. It's not so even- So it was really just a muffin thing. that had- Yeah, some like vegetable powder in it. Or if you see like those veggie chips and they're like yeah. different colors and they look like, oh, there must be vegetables in them. They're like orange and green. And green. And veggie, veggie um, straws. Have you seen those? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. there's nothing vegetable about those. Or even like I had a client ask me, so is the spinach wrap healthier than the regular wrap? And I said, you know, maybe there's some spinach powder in there. It turns it green. It gives it like a spinachy flavor. So you're like, well, at least this tastes like y yuck, but I'm getting- <laughs> Well, I'm getting at least it tastes gross. That's <laughs> Exactly. <good. laughs> I must be getting some health benefit. And it's like, no, it's like the, it's mostly white flour. So you could just yeah. use your, you could use whatever kind of wrap you prefer and add some spinach, like exactly. put spinach in your wrap so you had real vegetables. Exactly. That's a much, much better plan. And even, you know, the thing about spinach or those green vegetables that have a lot of chlorophyll in them, when you, it takes very little of that when you mix it with something white to turn it green. Yeah. Like very, very little. So if you see a vegetable, you know, a, a vegetable juice, mm -hmm. you must look at the ingredients because it could be all pineapple juice with like three drops of spinach concentrate in it and wow. it will turn it green or, yeah. or they'll use like chlorella or some sort of green something and they have mm -hmm. to use so little of it. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So it really then just, again, comes back to if you're prioritizing vegetables, you need to be eating vegetables and not looking for vegetables in manufactured products. No shortcuts. Yeah. No shortcuts. It no shortcuts. sucks, but it is so true. I know. We want to have something exciting. <laughs> 
sexy to tell you here, but it's not there. Stop looking for vegetables in prepackaged products. Exactly. That should be our motto. Eat your dang vegetables. Yeah, I said it in slightly less um, eloquent terms in one of my videos. (laughs) Did you? Yes, I did. Okay. (laughs) All right. So here's what, here's a, I'm going to give you a couple terms that I really hate. Okay. Okay. Skinny. Oh. It's everywhere. Everything's skinny or thin. Yeah. Like Oreo thins. Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn. That's a subliminal messages again. It is. Like, we're like, yeah, but I want it. Well, I, if I eat these, I'll be skinny and thin or I'll, yes. I'll keep being skinnier. Or thin. I mean, it's, this is a food that helps me lose weight. That's exactly, what that says. Exactly. And it's ridiculous. And we it really is. need, and it's so subliminal, subliminal, that we need to remind ourselves when we see that that doesn't mean anything. I yeah. actually really do like the taste of skinny pop. I think it tastes good. Me too. But it's really important to remind yourself skinny pop is popcorn. Yes. It's it not make me skinnier. It is not better for me. Yep. And I won't buy the, I won't buy the huge bags of it because I will eat the whole bag of skinny pop. I will buy the little individual bags. And that's my thing. I love the pre-portioned anything, guacamole, hummus, chocolate hummus, popcorn. I mean, because yeah. It's a good strategy. It is a good portion control strategy. Like if I'm going to have a hundred calorie pack of skinny pop, I can really do that easily by getting a hundred calorie pack versus the big bag and- I've gotten two handfuls before I've poured out my hundred calorie portion, right? Exactly. Yeah. So skinny and thin drive me nuts. And I would have to say probably the thing that drives me the most nuts right now, and I see it everywhere, is guilt-free. Oh. Right? That just like like gets me in the gut when I see that one. Guilt-free. Yes. Yes. That should be illegal to be on food. They should at least give us money for therapy with it. Like, it's not cool. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they know Mm -hmm. these food marketers are really in tune Mm -hmm. with our psyche. They know that we have a lot of food guilt. And so they flat out tell you, I can't remember, it's on all kinds of products. There was one... I don't remember if it was you. Somebody showed one from Trader Joe's recently on their stories. And I was like, oh, come on, Trader Joe's. No, I think it was my friend Marcy showed something. And I was like, seriously, Trader Joe's? I just expect better of them. (laughs) Oh, I don't. I don't. They look healthy. Well, that's the thing because that's that's also that that's part of their marketing is this like very crunchy, healthy vibe. And then they sell some of the worst offenders in terms of like, yeah. I mean, first of all, I love Trader Joe's because I think their products are just delicious. Yeah. What I've, I mean, that's a blanket statement, but I do go there once a week and they have a lot of quote unquote specialty foods, but specialty foods doesn't mean that they're healthy foods. They just mean yeah. that you might not see them anywhere else, but they could be extremely calorie dense, loaded with sugar yeah. and oils. So you yeah. have to be careful. So, yeah, you're right. That whole, that whole store plays into this whole idea of Right. This is healthy for me. Everything I walk through those doors, I bought it at Trader Joe's. It has exactly. to be good for me. And for yes. sure, it's going to help me lose weight. Uh huh. Right. That's, 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 that's the health halo. Yep. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. And so that guilt free one is a really big one. And so fighting back whenever you see that. So when you see that on a label, I would say question yourself as mm-hmm. to their motives because they yeah. are trying to sell you. Yes. They are I- trying to sell you hard. I would probably automatically just not trust them. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. They're bad people. (laughs) They they are bad people, but they have gone that far to put those words on a product. Exactly. 
you know, and one of the things that I teach a lot, like I really try and work with people on this is no food should make you feel guilty. All food should be guilt-free. And so somebody putting that on you and on a package and saying like this, you don't have mm-hmm. to feel guilty about, but that over there, you should feel guilty about. That's, that's exactly, the message. That's what they're doing. That's what Make, they're doing. It makes me want to punch people. Oh, well, <laughs> hello. I mean, I, I think I do this part-time because I just, my blood boils so easily. <laughs> I just, I get so mad and I need to, I need to fight, you know, fight the man on this. You need so, to fight the man. Yeah. That's, yeah. They've turned it political. That's what it. Else, what else do you have on your list? Do you have anything Ooh. else you haven't hit? Let's see. Um, oh, okay. So when we look at the ingredients, the first ingredient has the most and the last ingredient has, so they do put it in order, but that, that can trick you up, trip, trick, trip you up too. So I'm thinking about cauliflower products. So if you see like a cauliflower crust, like a cauliflower pizza crust, and I'll say cauliflower in big letters on the top, and you think, oh, this is going to be a lower carb, more fiber, less processed food, but then you turn it over and you see that it might have cauliflower in the first ingredient, and then the second ingredient might be rice flour. Mm. And all it, and we don't know the proportion, right? So it could be like, 45% cauliflower and 44% rice flour. Yeah. So you, you might not be getting as much cauliflower as you think. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So then again, it comes back to looking at the nutrition facts themselves on the yes. label. So, the, okay. And we're going to get into that here in just a minute about like yeah. what you should be looking for. A yes. little bit. That's really important to know because a lot of times I think people know enough to like, all right, look at the first ingredient and see what it is. Exactly. Exactly. But don't stop. Don't stop at the first ingredient. Like read the first few. I don't really care what's at the end so much. Yeah. I mean, I just don't, especially if there's, listen, if there are lots of ingredients then you also have to acknowledge that this is a highly processed food, fine. It doesn't mean you can't eat it. Just don't trick yourself into thinking that it's a minimally processed food. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if, the first few ingredients, like if I see sugar in the first few ingredients, I'm like, okay, there's like going to be a lot of sugar in here. Um, but did you hear me flipping my page? I did. I okay. <laughs> see, I wish I could have everything at the top of my head, but I don't. That's okay. I'm not that tall. So here's a couple more words that I, that really, they kind of go together and you see them a lot, all this mm-hmm. marketing. Naked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Naked. Like naked anything. Like they it want to sound like it's super healthy. Right. Because they want you to think that it's minimally processed. There's nothing yes. added to it. It is just the food. It just happens to be packaged. Yes. It just <laughs> happens to be packaged. Exactly. Just for some crazy this really reason. This really grew on a farm. <laughs> now it ended up in a package and we have no idea why. It's naked. Yes. <laughs> Clean. Oh, that's one of the that probably gets my blood boiling more than anything else. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, Me too. Okay. Yeah. We're on the same page with this because of the clean eating phenomenon that has swept the nation. And you know, that's another subliminal message. Like, are you dirty if you don't eat clean? Like, you know, you want to eat clean, wash your hands first. (laughs) It's just just like, I I don't like, I don't like that message because I I, I feel like it's trying. I, I think a lot of us have such kind of crazy lives and as just the human experience is, is dealing with a lot mm-hmm. and we, we want to feel kind of pure and better about ourselves. And we start to think, well, if only I ate, 
clean and I would be elevated. Well, no, (laughs) you wouldn't be. Um, Clean refers to not processed really. Um, But just because you eat something that's processed, it's okay. Yeah. You're not less, it's not a morality thing. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what it comes back to. It comes back to moralizing food, demonizing food. Some foods are virtuous and some foods send you to hell if you eat them. Exactly. (laughs) That's kind of what it comes back to. And Uh those buzzwords, whenever I see them, like it's Mm -hmm. a red flag for me. If I see clean, if I see naked. Yeah. They're just trying to sell you. They are trying to sell you. Any real clean food, guys, again, air quotes, clean food, because there's no such thing, is not going to have the word clean on it. True. Right? It's not. It's going to be like a piece of fish, you know, like- or some nuts. A banana. Or, or like, a banana. Yeah. Like it doesn't, clean food doesn't come in a package. Yeah. That says the word clean. Clean. So yeah. Good point. Good point, Kim. <laughs> okay. I have one more for my list that I just okay. think is the stupidest word and it always makes me laugh. Superfood. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. So super, remember when goji berries were superfoods? Yes. And, and can I tell you, so my daughter is 10, so- when she was like just starting to eat and I was still in that, um, I don't know. I want to say haze, drinking the Kool-Aid of this more kind of alternative view where okay. we, I was feeding her goji berries nonstop. Cause I was like, they're superfoods. They're superfoods. Super and then the kid got like three cavities. So gosh. And I didn't feed her anything with sugar or candy or anything. So it was the goji berries. Yeah, because I was an idiot. I was giving her goji berries, but I wasn't brushing her teeth after. So if you're gonna be a hippie, just be like a smart hippie. (laughs) (laughs) That's my be a smart hippie. Yeah. So you know they come and go. Like what the new hot superfood is, like goji berries. Quinoa was one years ago. Like that. I like quinoa. I think it tastes good, but it's a superfood. Like it doesn't have superpowers. It's not going to. You know, there's yeah. not right. There's not one food that's going to change you and your health and your life. Yeah. I we it it's they're marketing to our fantasies that if only we could eat that right food, then it will mm-hmm. have this huge difference. We will lose weight, have great skin, yes. all of our problems will be solved if we just have the right superfood. Right, because that I mean even as a culture, like we love superhero movies. We love somebody with these powers saving us. So why wouldn't we want, you know, and even I have to say, even one of my favorite, again, air quotes, foods, superfoods, chia seeds, right? And that's been dubbed as a superfood and it's not a superfood. It's a really nutrient dense food that can be beneficial if you eat it consistently, but it's not going to single-handedly change your health. Yeah. Yeah. Acai, I think, is a big one. <gasps> I hate acai. Yeah. I've literally I never it. had it. But all I know is like I would have people like telling me about their acai bowls and then I would like look at them and I'm like, do you realize how many calories you just ate? Yeah. I you have any okay. idea. <laughs> so when I say I hate acai, I don't mean I hate the taste of acai oh, okay. because those bowls are delicious. Are they? Uh, yeah, they must be. They yeah. smell like wildfire. I hate acai because exactly what you said. Clients saying, "Well, <laughs> I had an acai bowl for lunch. Oh, what? Why? Yeah, like you didn't infuse yourself with like." you know, life extending nutrients, right? I like this. Why did you do that? And there's usually no protein in it unless it's blended with a protein powder. There's usually a lot of sugar in it. You can make your own 
So you can get the acai puree, frozen puree that's unsweetened. Mm-hmm. So I think Trader Joe's at some point was selling sweetened and unsweetened. And the unsweetened, of course, had fewer calories and you could make your own bowl. But keep in mind, this is not a meal or rather it's not, it's, it's, a, it's a carbohydrate. So if you, you have to doctor it if you want to make it a good option. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So do you have any predictions for what the next big superfood trend is going to be? Is there anything on the horizon that you're like, this could rise? This could be the next acai? Ooh. Well, coconut oil was one for a long time. It was. Yeah. Really. That seems to have faded. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was 15. I remember when this like came, it was like 20 years ago. And yeah. I, I was on the Dr. Mercola website, you know, being like, okay, where, yeah. where, do I get this coconut oil? It's going <laughs> to change my life. I, I must have it. I must have And then I would take a whole tablespoon of it straight in the morning and now I can't even smell it. I'll get Oh my gosh. Yeah. But sorry. I digress. Um, what is next? What's new? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the fiber and protein are so on right now. Yeah. Protein is definitely one of the big ones right now. Yeah. I've got my eyes open to see what's coming up next. I wonder in 2020, what will be, what will be the superfood? What will be wearing the superfood cape? We'll have to, we'll have to uh, report back on it as we see the trends emerging. Nothing's coming to my mind. I was just wondering if you had your finger on the pulse of, you know, nutrition a bit more than I do. If I do, I'll report back. Okay. Please, <laughs> please do. Okay. So let's talk about this. When a person wants to look at a nutrition label and mm-hmm. know some facts, let's say that like fat loss is their goal mm-hmm. and they want to look at a nutrition label and know what they're getting, what should they be looking for? Okay. So a few things. Uh, first of all, serving size. It's important to understand what serving size means. So first of all, serving size is not telling you how much to eat or how much you're going to eat. It's telling you these are the calories, fats, protein, fiber, carbs in this amount of food. So if you choose to eat one and a half times that, then you have to mentally account for it. You got to do the math. Yeah. And, and a lot of the companies like with the, um, F, the F-bomb, um, oh, that's another marketing, just the name of it, right? Like we're mm-hmm. so cool. Have an F-bomb. Yeah. Uh, they, it was a huge packet for the amount of nut butter that you got in it. Mm-hmm. So it, when I actually squeezed it down, it was less than half. So we sometimes think, oh, these calories aren't so bad because look how much food I'm getting. But if it's yeah. not in a clear package, you really don't know. Um, and so, so serving size is important. And that's why using a digital food scale sometimes, mm. I mean, it sounds tedious, but it's not. Weighing your food is so much easier than measuring. So understanding how much. And then I look at calories. I look at fat. If I see that the fat is very high, that's usually a, um, an indication to me that this might be a calorie dense food. Yeah. Because if the calories aren't high, but the fat is high because fat has nine calories per gram, whereas carbs and protein have four calories per gram. So for the same like weight of the food, you're getting twice as many calories if it's fat versus Mm -hmm. protein and carbs. Um, I will look at carbohydrates and I will look at fiber. So sometimes it seems like, oh, these carbs are like really high, but then you look at the fiber and the fiber is really high. Like Take the case of red lentil pasta. It has a lot of fiber in it. And yes, the carbs are not low, but when you compare that to a regular pasta with slightly more carbs, but less fiber, 
you see kind of which one is the more carb heavy. Mm -hmm. And then I often look at sodium. I probably don't care about it as much as other nutritionists do. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually packaged foods are higher in sodium. So I just expect the sodium to be higher. Yeah. And I think you and I had a conversation about this one time. I was asking you about your thoughts on sodium. And if I remember your opinion correctly, and what mine is, is if you are eating mostly whole nutrient dense food sources, minimally processed food, it doesn't really matter how much sodium you're getting in your processed food because you're not having all that much of it. Exactly. So just know it's going to be there. Yes. And don't yeah. have your diet be mostly processed food. Yeah. So that's why I don't and worry. Don't count it. Because I'll have clients who like want to like, they want to count their sodium and they want to count their sugar. And I'm just like, let's just stick with the guidelines I gave you of min- yeah. most, mostly minimally processed food. And then we don't have to worry about counting any of that stuff. Exactly. It's in the same category as sugar. Yeah. 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 Um, one of the things that I will say that I think people really need to pay attention to is once they know the serving size is to Mm -hmm. figure out how many servings are in a package. There are so many things that in our mind, like in my mind, I think it's ridiculous that it's not just one serving because it's clearly visually a single serving size. Yes. You look at the package and it's got like four servings in it. Ben and Jerry's, a pint of Ben and Jerry's. That is four servings. They're changing that, by the way. I think, are they? Yeah, I think January 2020, they're gonna, the ice cream companies are going to be required to have two thirds of a cup as their serving. So all of a sudden, we're going to see like two, you know, two hundred and fifty calories per serving to like three hundred and something. It's that's good because nobody eats half a cup of ice cream. Nobody eats half a cup of ice cream. No, it's misleading. And when's the last time you invited three friends to share your pint of Ben and Jerry's? Right? Never. Like, no. It's never happened. No. <laughs> and so, like, and movie theater size boxes of candy, that's those ticked me off. Like yeah. the first time I realized that the M and M's I bought that the calories on there were not for the box. Like, <laughs> I thought I was going to chuck the box. I'm like, I'm at the movie theaters and I buy a box of M&Ms. That's a serving. That's yes. my candy. <laughs> Nobody better touch my M&Ms. <laughs> and it was like two and a half servings. Yeah. So it was not 230 calories. It was no. like 530 calories. It was something crazy. Yeah. I was ticked. So it's so tricky. It is. And I, I do that with myself all the time. Like when I was buying the Trader Joe's chocolate hummus, I was thinking if I eat this whole container, because it was not single portioned, how many calories, like how much damage is this? And it was around 400 calories. And I actually thought, you know what, like if this was filled with Nutella, this would easily be like, oh gosh, like over a thousand. So I, you know, this is actually not bad. And then if I eat half the container, I know I'm I'm eating about 200, but it's good to have a worst case scenario. Yeah. Worst case scenario. That's a good strategy. So yeah, really be aware, like how many servings are in a package, especially if it looks like it should be one serving, (laughs) flip it over, read the package, see how many servings it actually is and run the math. And then I like what you said there, Sharon. (laughs) Say to yourself, if I ate this entire thing, mm-hmm. how many calories would it be? Yep. And do I want to do that? And then yeah. make a decision. Yeah. Think it's really wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. This has been super useful. Anything else you want to share with us about packaging, marketing, farting? <laughs> <laughs> Fart all the time. Visit my farts. Uh, interact with my farts. Uh, Say fart because life is short. Just be happy. <laughs> you know, be silly. Uh, no, I mean, I think that's. I think we we covered it. Um, I want people to be empowered with knowledge. 
yeah. because knowledge really is power. And even though we don't learn this stuff in school and we should, because yes. it's a useful life skill. It has, Absolutely. It doesn't mean that we can't learn it now. Like all of, all of nutrition really comes down to skills and skills can be learned, but we only learn if we practice them and if we mm-hmm. make an effort and if we're consciously making an effort. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, get educated, start noticing, start just reading packages. Um, and, and like you said, like when you see those claims, I mean, the alarms need to go off mm-hmm. guilt-free. Uh-uh, that's uh-uh. not happening. Uh-uh. Not, buying, not buying you. Not, uh-uh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I love that. Thank you, Sharon. I think that oh. is fantastic advice. Um, I second that. You know, go into eating, shopping, being a consumer with the idea of companies might be out there trying to trick you. It yep. doesn't mean you have to fall for their stick nope. and be empowered with the knowledge that we've just given you here and know that you can make good choices. And that even if you make one and like you do be, if you are the person who's like, no, they got me, <laughs> right? That we've yeah. all been there, that it's okay. You know, you've learned. Yes. And then you make a better choice, right? Exactly. You can't yeah. mess up. As long as you're aware and you're trying, then you'll only learn from yeah. every, every experience. Yeah. yeah. And stick with a diet of mostly minimally processed food. A hundred percent. All of this stuff doesn't even have to be a concern. Exactly. So. Yeah. Make it, make it simple. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Sharon. This has been oh, fantastic being here with you today. And thank you. Thank you for being my first repeat guest. Oh, I'm honored. I'm so <laughs> honored right now. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks so much for being here and listening in to the Fitness Simplified podcast today. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all the kinds of (laughs) ational. If you enjoyed it, if you found value in it, it would mean so much to me if you would go ahead and leave a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. It really does help to get this podcast to other people. Thanks so much. All natural, no added sugar, gluten-free, clean, guilt-free. The packages are screaming at you from the store shelves. The marketers are throwing every bit of nutritional lingo and jargon your way in an attempt to get your money. What should you be looking for? What are some warning signs? What on a package is actually useful information? If you want to eat healthy, if you want to eat for weight loss, I have some great tips for you today from my friend, online nutritionist, Sharon Sapir. Let's take a deep dive into food marketing.